Welcome to this episode of the Global Mental Health Podcast, where I will introduce the topic of health promotion, the difference that it has with health prevention, as well as its importance to mental health and several challenges related to the life course approach adopted by international organizations. The World Health Organization has highlighted the difficulties of defining prevention and promotion, particularly in mental health. Prevention can be understood as to keep something from happening. In the context of health, the events to be prevented are the disease itself, relapses, complications, and risk factors, while physical health has worked under the model of primary, secondary, and tertiary prevention, mental health requires a more specific framework. Due to the heterogeneity of factors affecting mental illness, the organization has proposed three stages of mental health promotion, universal prevention, selective prevention, and indicative prevention. In contrast, the World Health Organization defines promotion as the process of enabling people to increase control over and to improve their health. This has to be understood in terms of positive mental health, not mental ill health, meaning that it should be aimed at improving quality of life rather than improving symptoms because that's the job for tertiary prevention. This has an important meaning in the global context, because quality of life can have different meanings in different regions, and the attention that mental health receives also changes by geographical area. Adding to this problem are the different economic and organizational needs of different countries. Given that health, especially mental health, is influenced by a myriad of factors, interventions for mental health promotion should be developed with critical life fears in mind. This is what is known as the life course approach which also includes sensitive developmental stages where the majority of coping and cognitive skills are developed. These stages are a continuum and should not be considered exact or strictly determined by age. Throughout time, risk and protective factors add up to result in illness, both physical and mental. Such environmental factors can have intergenerational consequences and they can be divided in physical, social, familiar, psychological, cultural and policy-related, and healthcare system-related. These factors tend to be clustered in social patterns, meaning that those exposed to certain factors, such as economical disadvantage, tend to present other factors in later life, for example, malnutrition. The effects of risk and protective factors are additive, indicating that prevention can be helpful at different stages of life. Similarly, effective intervention must be continuous to provide lasting effects. Research has identified that early life is particularly relevant in the development of behavioral attitudes with factors affecting this stage having a higher impact on morbidity from psychosis to menstruation anomalies. Other periods while considering are adolescence, pregnancy, and older age. Older adults represent a special challenge for mental health promotion. The common prevalence of multiple comorbidities in this population and the impact that mental health has over the evolution and care of chronic conditions highlight the importance of targeted interventions. For example, common mental health disorders such as depression, are associated with excess mortality after myocardial infraction, stroke, and cancer. Also important is the additive nature of risk factors for mental disorders, which might indicate that they are better prevented earlier in life while they are less severe. One interesting approach for mental health promotion in older adults is the creation of age-friendly spaces, which aim to be a safe environment for healthy and active aging while promoting autonomy and personal development. Examples of this include modifications to public transportation, tailored sport programs, and research divulgation in lay formats designed for older individuals. 
An effective mental health promotion campaign should also consider the difference in prevalence of disorders between regions, idioms of distress, cultural aspects related to family roles, and stigma towards mental disorders. Governments and organizations need to bring their focus to the older population due to the expected increase in numbers of individuals over 60 years old in the upcoming years. Mental health promotion interventions should be backed up with evidence. Nonetheless, several issues arise in research involving vulnerable groups, especially adolescents, which are not considered children nor adults, but they might have the capacity to give informed consent to participate in research. This capacity must be assessed individually due to its variability and be supported by parents or tutors. The importance of including them in research stems from the significance of this period in life, when physical and cognitive changes are stark, with lasting effects on their well-being. A healthy balance must be achieved to respect their autonomy and consider them agents in research while also considering their involving capabilities. There are numerous factors that could increase segregation in adolescents and other vulnerable groups, such as inequality, stigma, violence, and migration, which might exclude them from research due to lack of guardian involvement or their criminalized status, as well as stigma from care providers and policymakers. These factors are avoidable, and research with this population through appropriate practices is essential to address them. Such practices include community-based approaches, increasing representativeness, considering social determinants of well-being, and implementing longitudinal studies. Researchers must also protect the rights of these individuals by abiding to international ethical standards and community ethical norms. Researchers must ensure that the participants are in no way affected as a result of their immigration or criminal status and seek ways to support the well-being of these individuals during and after the project. Finally, results must be disseminated in a way that draws the attention of policymakers and informs them about possible improvements. This step should involve the target population whenever possible. This podcast has been an overview of the principles of mental health promotion and its challenges, with particular interest in the life course approach, which includes critical periods during life. It has also presented some of the particularities of specific vulnerable groups and their implications for research in a global context. Overall, mental health promotion should include the target population to understand their wishes, feelings, and values, and be based on the evidence to achieve effectiveness. Thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you have learned something from it. Until next time.